0: The Al Kuwaiti Livestock Vessel It's currently making its way about around um, Cape Point this morning. It left Cape Town Harbour at about 5am this morning, of course carrying those 19,000 cattle on board. It's raised the concerns of animal rights activists and the general public about the state of these animals and also the global live animal export trade, the NSPCA saying that they euthanized up to eight cows on board that vessel, finding several others uh, dead. Um, But the conversation around cattle transport still continues. Yesterday I listened to Don Pinnock speaking to um, John Matham that up to a billion animals are transported via sea vessels every year because it is the cheapest and most efficient way to carry livestock. There was also the question of why are these animals being transported from Brazil to Iraq? And this is apparently because of the lack of availability and the high price of animal feed in Iraq because they're currently going through drought. Over the past three decades, cattle and sheep populations in Iraq have dwindled and they are trying to restock those populations by exporting or importing animals from Brazil, But South Africa has also been exporting live animals as well as meat to particularly Gulf countries. And that raised the question, is it within traditional religious rights to transport animals live? We spoke to the Red Meat Association, who said, well, Saudi Arabia was here last year. They did inspections of South African abattoirs and processing plants. They're happy to have animals slaughtered here and then transported to Saudi Arabia. To get an insight into the rights and practices, going to speak to Moulana Zakaria Filandi, the Chief Operating Officer of the Muslim Judicial Council's Halal Trust. Really appreciate your time. Currently, what is... The the procedure, the rights, and the traditions of particularly exporting meat products from, say, South Africa to other countries is it permitted to slaughter, freeze, and export here, say, to Gulf countries, or do Gulf countries prefer if animals arrive at their final destinations live so that they could be slaughtered there under allowed practices? Good morning, Malana. Uh,
1: good morning, Lester. Um, you, you know, the, the practice of um, halal slaughter and, and compliance that the MGC Halal Trust is obviously involved in um, is one way we're monitoring abattoirs in South Africa, and we have basically um, memorandums of understanding with abattoirs overseas with, uh, with regard to meat products entering into South Africa. So, so um, uh, the export and the import of, of meat and meat products that are halal, that are monitored monitored at the point of slaughter from a religious perspective is common practice globally. Um, So the fact uh, South Africa has been an exporter uh, of meat to to the Middle East, um, and now with the the lifting of the ban uh, uh, with regard to the foot and mouth, there's there's even a a greater interest in South African meat and meat products. So um, it's only going to increase. We do monitor the abattoirs from a religious perspective. We have about 39 uh, compliance requirements, and about uh, uh, almost half of them relate to animal welfare. Um, and so, so yeah, so it's a practice. Um, currently, the preferred method is that the animals are slaughtered here. Uh, in South Africa, um, the, we, we, like I said, we have halal compliance in place, and uh, they are they are then transported. Mm. So, um, the practice of live of of, of moving live animals, though, um, um, there are significant challenges to that. And when it's going to come to a halal compliance uh, um, uh, perspective. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to be something easy to overcome.
0: Yeah, because this particular case of the Al-Kuwaiti, this is a transaction between Brazil and Iraq. Iraq wants live animals because of dwindling, dwindling stocks there, and they want to essentially rebuild stocks of, of cattle and sheep in that country, and that is why they have preferred to send cattle over to their country live on a livestock-carrying vessel.
1: Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head when when you when you when you spoke about the economic uh, um, factors at play. It is uh, cheaper for them to do it that way. Processing um, the meat on, on um, having the live uh, animals on their side and processing it and and and, and distribution um, from their point of processing then is, is much easier. Uh, it alleviates uh, much of the cost. Um, um, then also the compliance um, and regulations that are uh, in play at the at the point of origin and does not uh, take effect because then you only have to comply uh, to your to your own country's basically uh, uh, abattoirs and slaughtering regulations. So so um, uh, it is it is about economics, and um, uh, South Africa is also. I mean I mean this is going to become an issue in South Africa as well. Um, already, we know that uh, the NSPA is in litigation um, because of uh, animals that are, are also being moved by a Kuwaiti company from the Eastern Cape, and um, and so we're going to be seeing more of this you know, in the future. Mm.
0: Uh, sheep goats, as you said, are transported from South Africa to to particularly Gulf countries. In terms of what then is halal certification process? In the transportation of those animals, is the humane, clean transportation, faring of those animals that does that come also can become under consideration on whether something, a product, which eventually becomes a meat product, it, it, is then yes, yes, it a definitely, it,
1: yeah, it definitely becomes, uh, it definitely becomes an issue. Um, currently, for example, um, when the animals arrive at the abattoirs, we, we, we have checks in place to, to, to monitor how they were transported. We do also rely on the Department of Veterinary Services, uh, uh, and uh, we check the records at, at all the abattoirs to see um, uh, the condition of the animals um, when, they ha- when they have arrived. Um, if there is something that alerts us, then we do check the, the logistics um, in terms of how how they are being transported, um, th- we should keep in mind that that um, there are D.O.A.s, dead on arrivals. Um, there are animals that get hurt in, in, in through transportation. It's it's, it's inevitable. Uh, it's unfortunately uh, the the cost of mm. of having red meat on on, on the table. Um, because, because that is but-
0: economics. That is consumerism. That is the model of capitalism. You factor in your losses, <laughs> and animals will die on transit from one country to another. And that is what 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 the economics says about this particular issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that, that is what the economics says. It's it's so it's basically um we, we need to have the, the, the will to to recognize that animal welfare is an issue. Um we, we, we are a, a, a humane society, a developing society that takes these types of things into consideration and we have to sort of find uh, this balance between between this consumerism and the need for products all over the globe, but also doing it in a way that that uh, that uh, you know our conscience is still intact.
0: Really appreciate your time, Molana Zakaria Philander, uh, Chief Operating Officer of the Muslim Judicial Council's Halal Trust. Your concern is, of course, animals on board a live carrier, but your problem is consumerism. It is the profit motive of what. Ever you consume, I said yes. I found it hard and harder to justify me as being a consumer of red meat. I find it me to be a hard to be a justifier of many things that I consume because I'm a participant in a capitalist profit motive economy. That is our problem. Our concern currently is animals on board ships, but our problem is profit motive capitalism where things and beings and people and animals will be exploited. We only cry about it when we see it in front of our face.